ahead and stand to your feet. I got work to do this morning. Uh, and turn to Mark's Gospel, chapter number 24 in your Bibles. Mark, I'm sorry, Mark 11. And we're going to start in verse number 22 down to verse number 24. Mark's Gospel, chapter number 11. I'm going to start reading in verses 22 and 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever, whatever, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, your word is like a hammer. It shatters. It breaks down barriers, open doors. It brings in hope, understanding, revelation. Father God, I feel so pregnant this morning. I feel like the writer in Jeremiah when he said that the word of God was like fire in his bones. Father, I feel that this morning. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, God, and enable me to preach this word in a way that will persuade everyone who are, who are skeptical, everyone who doubt and who don't believe, so that God, when they hear, their faith will be taken to a whole nother level after having heard this word. Father God, we pray that you would take control of the atmosphere right now. I want there, God, as I know you want it to be, an atmosphere that is full of expectation, excitement, ready for God to move, ready for you to show up and to do the miraculous, to do the extraordinary. God, we welcome your presence to come. Shake us, God, to the core that we won't be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence today. We are continuing our series from last week, a series that's entitled Faith Works. You must understand this as a believer, that there's nothing more important in the Christian life than your faith. Faith. And I believe that this is a season of faith in the life of Foundation Church. Uh, I'm so excited because God is preparing us for something amazing. In fact, next week, uh, Bishop Gay, and he'll be coming. We've had an opportunity to talk, and I can tell you that you are going to be in for a treat. But how many know that before that time, even now, there must be an expectation for God to move? I posed this this morning to those who are ministers on the staff during our prayer time. I asked the question, what did you come believing God for when you walked through the doors? Did you even come believing God for anything at all? Or did you come thinking that this one more box I got to check so I can hurry up, get home, and do whatever? Or did you come this morning in the parking lot thinking to yourself, I'm going to get deliverance today? Today, God is going to help me today. Today, I'm going to get a word in due season. Today, my situation is going to turn around. Today will be the day when God show up big time in my life. Is there anybody who walked in here today thinking that way? Because how many know that God wants to move? But it requires faith. Everybody say faith. 
It requires faith. One of the things that Bishop Gay has is he has a prophetic anointing. How many know that in order to, to be able to speak about things to come, there has to be a level of faith to believe? I believe God is setting us up. I believe God is preparing us. And if some of you right now, I'm looking at you and you're thinking, well, what, what, what's Pastor talking about? You see, I'm not seeing like you're seeing. I'm seeing through the eyes of faith. I see what God want to do, and I see what God has in store for our church, and it keeps me going. How many know because you walk by faith and not by what? See, when you walk by sight, you trip. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself. And so, how many know that Jesus said this? If you can believe, if you can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible. See, some of you right now, you, you, that was your chance to really jump and say hallelujah. Let me say that again. Jesus said this, if you can believe, all things. What does all things mean? He says, all things are possible. It does not matter. I know some of you got things happening in your life, and you say, man, ain't going to ever change. There ain't no hope for that. There ain't no hope for this. That situation is always going to be that way. But I'm here to tell you today that if you can believe by the authority of the word of God, all things are possible. So how many know that when you live that way, it ought to change the way you live, the way you walk, the way you live, the way you look at situations, because you understand that there's a whole realm of possibilities for me because my faith is in an almighty God. So last week we began our message, uh, our series last week, talking about the fight to keep and defend the faith. And by way of recap, I want to bring you up to speed because we wanted to cover three points and we didn't get through all points. We only got through two. But the first one we talked about was that the call to keep the faith. We understand that it's a fight. How many know it, it is a fight? How many, how many say, well, pastor, it's been a fight for me to keep my faith. It's been a fight for me in my faith to believe God. How many know that we are constantly having challenges Things that are challenging us on the outside world, trying to make us doubt God, trying to make you turn your back on God, trying to make you not believe God. How many, how many know that you got to fight the good fight of faith? Ain't that what Paul did? Paul says, fight the good. Come on, say amen. Pre preach back to me. Say amen. The apostle Paul said, you got to fight the good fight. Everybody say, good fight, good fight. of faith. This is why the Bible says, and I know some of you, you didn't like this verse, but the Bible says, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trial that has come against you. You know why the Bible says that? Because the Bible wants you to understand that, listen, God has not taken a vacation on your situation. He says, thinking not strange, knowing that God is at work. How many believe that God is at work? I don't care what you're going through. Save it. It doesn't matter what you're going through. If you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, God wants you to know today he is working on your behalf. Amen. Well, pastor, you don't understand. I don't need to understand. I just need to have faith that God is at work in my life. Is there anybody that want to believe that today? Mm, faith. How many know that we talked about last week that God tests us in the area that he wants to grow us? Oh, how many know, and some of us, you know, some of us don't like it, but, you know, you know, if you want to grow your muscle, ain't but one way to grow your muscle, baby, the right way to do it, is you got to go in, you got to work out, and you got to stretch. Everybody say stretch. How many of you would say that God has been stretching you just a little bit? Oh, you know, you've been stretched because that is how God grow you. So, yeah, we talked about last week, if you want more patience, we talked about the fact that God will test you in the area of your patience. Why? So he can grow you. If you're a person struggling with forgiveness, God will test you in the area to teach you how to love and forgive. How many know God wants you to be forgivers? Well, I, I don't, I'm struggling with forgiveness. That's okay. 
God's going to give you an opportunity to fix it. How many know he's a, he's a fixer? Yes, he is. Yeah, so, so, it, so how many know God tests us in the area that he want to grow us? And so that's why we can't look at tests and think that somehow that our faith is, is, is not intact or somehow something is wrong. I want you to know today that ain't nothing wrong. God is still on the throne. It might have caught you by surprise, but aren't you glad to know that nothing happened in your life caught God by surprise? God already knew it was going to happen long, 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 long time ago. And he said, you are my son and you are my daughter. And David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. How many know God's going to take care of his kids? Now, you got to know that in the midst of what you're going through. But in the process of doing that, he got to stretch you a little bit. He got to stretch us. He got to stretch us. Why? Because he wants to grow us and make us more conformed to the image of Christ. How many of you want to be like Jesus? How, oh, how many of you want to be like Jesus? There ain't but one way to get like him. There ain't but one way. He's going to stretch your faith. He's going to test you. Yes. We talked about last week the call to defend the faith. We talked about the reality of the fact that Jude that he wrote to the church. He said he, he stopped what he was doing. He was going to write about common salvation. And then Jews said, you know, I, I, I sense an urgency that I got to stop and tell you to defend the faith. I believe that if Jude was here today, the Jude was right. He would say, listen, I, there's a sense of urgency that, that we got to defend the faith. How many know we got to defend the faith? Once and for all delivered to the saints. We talked about the fact that every believer, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved to God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We talked about, sadly, the reality that some of us, we don't talk much or defend much about the faith because we're not equipped. How many know that it's up to every person in here to get equipped? It's up to you. Listen, don't get comfortable no more saying, I don't know this, I don't know this. What's the problem? Do you got a mind? Can you think? Come on. I mean, God has blessed you. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not being, are you hearing what I'm saying? Can we think? Can we, can we begin to prepare the Bible? The, uh, uh, you know, the, the Bible talks about this over and over and over again. He's called us to prepare ourselves, to, to be ready in 1 Peter, to give an answer for everyone. Everybody say everyone. everyone. Who asks of the hope that is in you. Be ready. Be quick. Be ready. Why? Because we're living in a time, if you don't realize it, I'm, I'm telling you right now that the pleasure that you are enjoying today as a Christian, it is coming to an end in this country. Now, some of you look at me and say, no, it's not. Keep breathing. Look at the signs of the times. The hostility is against Christianity. So your faith needs to be more secure now more than ever because you're going to be put in the cooker. I'm, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So we got to defend the faith. We need to be prepared. We need to know what the book says. We need to know how to articulate the word of God. We need to be solid in this thing. Are you hearing me? Amen. We can't be playing games no more. No more time to play church. I mean, no, those days are over. No more time to be arguing about what color the chairs are. No more time to be arguing about what you ain't speak to me this morning. Come on, by souls, people are dying. There's time to get ready to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. Amen. Ah, so our faith got to be solid. And so then, uh, our third point that we want to cover today, we didn't cover last week, is the call to live by faith. Amen. The call to live by faith. This, this, is, this, is a, this is exciting. Because I mean, know that the faith walk is an exciting walk. I tell you what, I've been walking with God some 20-some years, and, and, you know, and, and let me tell you something, that every single day, and I really mean this, and I, I'm not saying this because it sounds cute, but every single day, I just know, I just believe that at any moment, God is going to do something amazing in my life. Amen. I live in perpetual faith. I live, you know, being a Christian means that, man, you never know how the ride is going to end up. You don't know what twist turns you're going to take, but you know that it's going to work out in your good. I love that verse that said all things work together for good. How many of you believe that? Yeah. I mean, that, that ought to get you excited right there. So, so you know what? If you're tripping over your situation, somewhere I read, it's going to turn in my favor. Woo. It's going to flip. 
God is about to flip some things in your life, but your perspective need to be in the right place. It's all about perspective. Do you want to be what God is? God, you, you, got to, you got to see God is deep. God knows you better than you know yourself. So God knows things about you. God got you going through certain things because he's trying to fix you. He's trying to rearrange some things in your life because the blessing he has you, he's getting you ready for, you got to have the capacity to receive it. Some of y'all, you're still not, you're still not, okay, watch this. So the call to live by faith, Hebrews 11, 2. Are y'all ready to go into the word now? Hebrews 11, verses number one and two. Watch this. The Bible says, let's look at the definition of faith. I'm trying to contain myself. Take a deep breath. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now, I want you to think with me. Faith is the substance. In other words, faith is whatever it is I'm believing God for. It is that the substance of things hoped for. My faith is the evidence, watch this, that I have it right now. Oh, y'all, some of y'all didn't get that. See, the substance is what I'm believing God for. Is anybody here believing God for anything? Come on, church. I mean, God wants some folk that will believe him. See, see, you can't access the things of God until they're the people of faith. You got to have faith to believe your God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith says that what I ask God for, I believe I have it right now. How many, some of you is like, well, Pastor, what are you talking about? You remember Jesus. You remember Jesus when he raised Lazarus from the dead? Before Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, what did Jesus say? Father, I thank you that you already heard me. But because of all the unbelievers around here, I had to say it. Lazarus come forth. But before Lazarus came forth, Jesus already spoke. He'd already saw it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Are y'all still with me? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, no, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Now the just shall live by what? Faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Oh, goodness. See, one of the things that God has to wean us from is that he said the just, and I want you to get that into your spirit. He said the just shall live by faith. I can't live by what I see. I can't live, look, I can't live by what I hear on the news. I can't live by what they telling me. The just shall live by faith. Faith in who? And faith in Almighty God, that what God said, he has already done it. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? So faith. So watch this. The just shall live by faith. The reason why some of us are stressed out, pulling our hair out, because we're not seen by faith. Don't listen, though. I'm not being cute. But see, listen to me. When you walk by faith, and if we, know, we already have concluded that all things work together for good, for those that love God, then how many know that I need to dwell in faith? Because if I'm going to dwell in faith, I can't dwell in depression. I can't dwell in worry. One of them got, either I'm going to walk in faith, I don't care what it looks like, I know what it appears, I know what my eyes are seeing, but I ain't tripping on that. Well, why are you, sister, why are you, brother, rejoicing? Why are you so happy when, when I'm seeing that you got all this stuff going on in your life? Because I'm not seeing like you're seeing, brother. I'm not seeing like you're seeing, sister. I'm looking through the eyes of faith. I'm already seeing I got the victory. This is why God don't trip when you start crying all the time. You start kicking and pouting. Because God already sees that you're glorified. He already sees your destination. That's why he said, let them kick and scream. They'll be all right. Because I mean, God is a faith God. So the just, the just are those who are sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. Is anybody here who is sanctified, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, who loved Jesus? Anybody here who gave their life for Jesus? Jesus said, you shall live by faith. Don't you live by what you see. Because what you see will play tricks on your brain. Are you hearing me? You can't, listen, you can't walk with God trying to ascertain the things of God looking through the eyes of the flesh. You can't access anything from God thinking that way. 
Listen to me, church. There got to be somebody looking into the spirit realm because the just shall live by faith. We don't live by what we see. See? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 7 says, we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. There it is again. But some of us, let's be honest, man, we, we just walk by too much. We're making decisions on, based on what we're seeing. We're making decisions based on what the world is saying and what systems of the world are saying to us. But how many know that the only system that we ought to be walking to is God? See, see you, ever, you ever notice that when people start tripping over the stock market? How many of you, you got some money in the stock market? Come on, raise your hand. I do. How many got money? You know how it is, right? Boy, you know, a couple weeks ago, man, I mean, stuff started falling. But everybody, everybody, I'm sitting on the airplane. People got their phones on. I mean, just watching it like it's a movie, watching the stocks. I mean, I'm like, man, them numbers. And brothers, I'm sitting beside a guy on the plane. He's all worried because he's thinking to himself, man, I don't want to lose no money because, because that's his hope, you see. And he's worried. And, and how many know there are a lot of Christians who look at that and they see the stock market and they act like everybody else? Oh, God, I, I got him. Oh, God. But how many know that when you walk by faith, you ain't worried about all that? Listen, if God going to give you a word, he going to give you a word, and you would know it. But in the meantime, look at the neighbor and say, chill out. Chill out. Don't be walking by what you see. Don't be running with the crowd. You trust in Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Who's your provider? Come on. Who is your provider? Who is your provider? Is it not Jesus who's your provider? So you don't need to watch the stock and get all worried. You just need to have faith because your economy, you work on the economy of God. That's a whole different system. This is why people get upset at you and they get upset at church folks because they don't understand the economy of God. See, I walk by faith. I don't walk by I don't live by this, the world order. Now, if you live by this world order, you'll think like this world order. and You have the mindset that this world has. But are there anybody in here who says, that's not me, who's willing to step up out of that? Okay, we got to keep going. Now, look at this. Now, Romans 10, 17 says this. Are you still with me? Say amen. amen. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm going to say that again. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by what? So if I want to elevate my faith, I need to do what? You see, how many know that you develop faith for what you feed your mind and spirit with? Let me say that again. You develop faith for what you feed your mind and spirit with. So in other words, watch this. If I want want to elevate my faith, then I need to be in an atmosphere where I'm constantly feeding myself with the word of God, the purpose of God, the destiny of God, and the calling of God. I need to surround myself with word. Here's the, here, here's, the, here's the honest truth. Some of us, our faith is low. It's not because we're not getting the word. It's just that we're not getting enough of the word. We, 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 we're, we're, we're getting too much of the world. We come to church on Sunday, then we step up out of church, and then we might, speak, we might pull up our Bible uh, once during the week, or we might call on God when there's trouble. But, but, but how many know the real faith people, they live in faith all the time. They're always thinking about the goodness of God. They're always trying to access. They're always trying to hear, God, what are you saying to me today? So if you want your faith to elevate, Begin to think, listen to me, begin to think, what do I spend the majority of my time listening to? What occupies my time most? Now, this gets a little bit personal because now you're saying, Pastor, all right, get up off my private time. You got no private time. God is in charge of your time. He's in charge. Well, I ain't got no time. Well, you know, God can fix that real quick. How many know when God talks, like EFR and everybody ought to listen? How many know that if you want to stimulate your faith, you, listen, the more you keep feeding your faith and you keep feeding that thing, how many know your faith is going to grow? 
But the more you keep filling your mind with the, ide- the, the, the ideals of the world, if that's what's bombarding your mind every day, no wonder when it comes time to believe God, your faith is low because you ain't been living in this. See, I, how many of you want big faith? See, faith is like a muscle. You got to exercise it. You just listen to me. Some of you ever notice that there are some people, like the Bible said concerning Stephen in the Bible. The, the Bible said when Stephen, y'all remember Stephen in the book of Acts? Stephen was a mighty man of faith. When Stephen spoke, Stephen, I mean, Stephen could, could, could heal. He could do anything because his faith was huge. And when Stephen, when, when Stephen spoke, everything shut up and listened. And when they got mad, they killed him. They couldn't resist the wisdom by which he spoke. The Bible said that Stephen was a man who was full of faith. And people that are full of faith can do bigger things. You know why? Because they've been exercising it. They've been exercising their faith. See, now, so you, you might have to start with, Lord, praying for a toothache. But there are some of us that are going to pray and believe God for nations and cities. They're going to go into atmospheres and change them and believe God that, 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 that this whole situation. I, how many of you believe that you can walk in any situation by the power and authority of God? You can change your atmosphere like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because, because of faith walk. Everybody say faith walk. So if I want to feed my faith, you see, see, if, I, see if I'm thinking, if I feed my mind with this, look, look, watch this, church. If I feed my mind with, well, I'm not going to make it. Well, God's not going to heal me. Oh, I'm not going to be provided for. Oh, I'm unimportant. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. How many know you probably won't because you have no faith for it? See, how many know if you want to stimulate your faith, fill your mind up with the word. God showed, the, showed, me, showed that to me years ago. I found out that the more I am in the presence of God, the more I set my, everybody say atmosphere. See, atmosphere is important. How many know atmosphere is important? See, y'all remember when Jesus, look at Mark chapter number 5, verse 38 through 42. Mark 5, verse 38 through 42. You got that verse? Mark 5, verse 38 through 42. Are y'all there? Say amen. Come on, come on, come on. I want y'all to read the Bible with me this morning. Come on, read the word. Read the, read, read the word. Hallelujah. Are you there? Say amen. Then he came to the house. I got to go fast because I got a lot to cover. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. He saw a tumult of those who wept and, and wailed loudly. This is Jesus coming into an atmosphere. Somebody had died. And when he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? <laughs> The child is not dead, but what? Sleeping. And they ridiculed him. Now, why did Jesus make that statement? Technically, the child was dead, but Jesus saw something else. He was looking through the eyes of what? Faith. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? And they ridiculed him. But look look at this, what it says in the second part of verse number 40. But when he had put them all outside. Now, stop right there for a moment. Can we stop? All right. Jesus is the son of God. Let me know that there's nothing he, the master can't do. Why is it that Jesus put everybody out who was ridiculing, who, who was criticizing and laughing and mocking at him? Well, I mean, Jesus, Jesus, I mean, you're the son of God. I mean, you could still do. Jesus, Jesus put them out. Now, watch this. If Jesus had to put them out, how much more do we need to control our environment, our atmosphere? You see, in order for faith to operate, there must be an atmosphere for it to operate in. Y'all listen to what I'm saying? So Jesus, knowing this, before he got ready, and so watch this, the bigger the miracle, the, the, the more spiritual the atmosphere must be. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why Jesus said that there were some kinds that didn't come out but by fasting and prayer. There are different levels of miracles and breakthrough. Are you hearing me? And atmosphere is also important. So important that Jesus, before he raised that woman from the, that little girl from the dead, he said, y'all got to get out of here. Well, why are you putting me out? Because you're laughing. You have no faith. You don't believe. And if I let you stay in this, you will just contaminate the whole thing. Some of us just need to get away from negativism and people that are speaking doubt and unbelief. Some of us just need to separate. We need to cut that television off because some of that stuff ain't doing but feeding our doubt and unbelief. And it's not feeding our faith. So how many, know, how many want God to move in your atmosphere? See, now watch this. Everybody say atmosphere. Atmosphere is important. 
See, the atmosphere is the vehicle that carries the miracle. Did y'all hear that? Atmosphere. Everybody say atmosphere. Atmosphere Atmosphere is the vehicle that carries the miracle. And so watch this. If the atmosphere is not right, then it doesn't have the capacity to receive what God said. This is why Jesus, when he walked in, Matthew chapter 13, you remember when Jesus walked into the atmosphere called his hometown? Some of y'all know y'all Bible. Did anybody, know, did anybody read their Bibles in here? Amen. Come on. Amen. Y'all remember when Jesus walked in his own hometown, the Bible said Jesus did not do many work there. He said, and why did he say he's going to do it? He said, because they didn't believe me. I can't they didn't believe me. Let me tell you something. You got an atmosphere full of people. You can, you can come in here. You can fill the church up. You can fill them up with loads of people. God won't move until there's an atmosphere of somebody that will believe. If the atmosphere is full of doubt, negativism, Gossip, ungodliness, wickedness. Let me tell you something. God ain't going to move in none of that. Are you hearing me? The spirit of rebellion, God don't move in none of that. The atmosphere is important. The more significant we want the blessing to be, the more the atmosphere must be conducive to receive that blessing. You see, it's the same principle. You know, how many of you know about building, you know, building things? You know, the higher you want to make the building, what do you got to do with the foundation? You got to go deeper. Oh, oh, God, I want God to do some amazing things. Well, you know, that got to be an atmosphere. That's why we, we come in here sometimes and, and, and you know, and it's, it's like, man, let's get the atmosphere moving. Let's get the atmosphere excited. Let's get people enthusiastic. Let's get people uh, uh, expecting. Why? Because atmosphere is the breeding ground for God to move. Atmosphere. Some of you right now, your atmosphere at home ain't right. Come on. Come on. I ain't getting an amen. But but listen, listen, atmosphere is important. So what are you feeding your minds with? What are you feeding your spirits with on a regular basis? If you want more of God, you're going to have to get rid of some things. There are some things that are fighting for your attention that that are in competition with the power of God. See, listen, we got to identify those things that are in the way and get rid of it. And for some of us, I don't know what that is for all of you. But, but, I, but I know that if I want God to move, my atmosphere got to be right. Amen. It got to be, you got to have an atmosphere of faith that come in. That's why I say, don't walk in here on Sunday. Listen, if you're fighting your wife or your husband out in the parking lot, duke it out, get whatever you do right out there. You know, we need to come and help you, we'll help you. But before you come in the door, oh God, I'm expecting healing today. Come in here believing. Grab your wife, your wife, your daughter, your son, your spouse by the hand. Say, let's go in here and believe God for something today. Take authority. Everybody say authority. And believe. Hebrews 11.6 says this. Without faith, it's impossible. Mm. Everybody say impossible. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. Oh, God, y'all hearing this? He says, without faith. Can, Can I say something that might offend you a little bit? And I don't mean to. Listen, God is not moved by pity parties. God ain't moved about you. Listen, listen, he see your tears. He see all that. But what really moves God on your behalf is faith. He said, because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Well, Pastor, you got any scriptural support? Well, I got one, a couple. How about let's look at Elijah. You remember Elijah? Jezebel said, because Elijah had all them prophets killed. Jezebel said, boy, mm, tomorrow your life's going to be like one of them them prophets. I'm going to kill you. This man had just had 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 this battle. And killed all these, I mean, by the power of God. Man had done an amazing miracle. All of a sudden, Jezebel sends out a word, and Elijah goes on the run, scared. And then he finds himself in a place, and he says, God, I want to die. How many know that's depression? <laughs> yes. No, he said, anybody ever been there? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, God, I want to die. Well, you know, interesting, but, you know, you didn't see, if you read, the, go back and read the verse there, and, you, you know, God, you don't see God say, Elijah, is really, can you explain to me how, what's the problem, Elijah? 
can't, I mean, is it all, oh, it's okay, Elijah. I mean, tell me about why you feel this way. I mean, I mean, what's wrong? God don't do none of that. He says, Elijah, when he finds him in that place, he said, Elijah, what are you doing here? What, why are you here, Eli? What are you, boy, I called you, I anointed you, I got work for you. It's time, brother, to get up. Cry your tear and get up. If you got to have your pity party, have it, but make it abbreviated. Amen. And God told him, he's Elijah, I want you to get up, I want you to go anoint Haziel, go anoint some people. God didn't even sit there, he didn't even dwell in all that, because God is motivated by faith. Are you hearing me? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We got to get that, saints. How many know you got to get that? Faith is what moved God. Not your intellect. Not your, listen, your, not your tears. Not your self-pity. But faith. Come on. David had made some mistakes in his life. But you know God still used them. You know why? Because he believed. Faith, boy. Faith, man. Faith, faith changes everything. God is looking for a people that will believe. Is there anybody here who believe in the day? Amen. You know, and speaking of that, y'all remember the children of Israel? How many know they didn't get into the promised land? You remember? Oh, boy. God, y'all know, you know, we a lot of times, we're just like children of Israel sometimes. Are we not about, are we not? I mean, God help me, God help me, God help me, God help me, God get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out, God. Come on, God, God, come on, God, 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 get me out of this. And then God gets you out, and then you're going through a transitional period. Then all of a sudden, well, God, you could have just left me back in Egypt. Well, well, a couple weeks ago, you were screaming and crying, kicking, saying, I want to get up out of Egypt. But now, I mean, when the pressure, they got in the pressure cooker, what did they say? I want to go back to Egypt because we remember them cucumbers and them melons. There was some sweet fruit in Egypt. Moses, take us back. And God, and, and, and so here the children of Israel, but how many know that when God is moving you a lot of times, listen, just because you're having a, uh, just because you're having a challenge in your transition, your transition is just, everybody say transition. transition. Your transition is a transition. And oftentimes before your biggest blessing, you go through a time of testing, a transition. And so what happens is the children of Israel, God get upset at Moses. God says, Moses, he said, I am, you know, if God get tired, come on. You know, he's patient, right? Somebody, say, say amen if you believe that. Amen. Look, I'm going to give you a couple of verses because some of you are saying, Pastor, keep showing some scripture. All right, Hebrews chapter 3, verses 18 through 19. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not what? Obey. So we, so we see that they could not enter in because of what? Unbelief. Numbers 14, 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me? With all the signs which I perform among them. How many of you, know that, how many of you would say that God has performed some things in your life? Come on, church. I mean, God has done some crazy things. I mean, some crazy things. And whenever things get a little tight, I just go right back to what he brought me. I begin to reflect on his goodness. Yeah, it may not be everything you thought it would be, but you know what? It doesn't matter anyway. It really doesn't matter because God is in control. All I know is I look back over my life and God has been good to me. Am I right about it, sister? Am I right about it? He's been good to us. And you know what? You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Now, look at this. So let's, let's close this with exercising your faith. I want to talk a moment about exercising your faith in Mark chapter number 11. And this was our foundational text. Now, you stay with me. Say amen. All right. Stay with me. So this is, this, is, this is the most important part. So stay with me. Now, Jesus, in this particular verse in Mark, which is our foundational text, he says, now, have faith in God. All right. Interesting that the first thing Jesus says, it has faith in God. Don't have faith in the stock market. Don't have faith in your spouse. Don't have faith in your job. He says what? Have faith in who? God. God. All right? And then he goes on to say, for assuredly I say to you. Now, watch this. Whatever, whoever says to this mountain, how many of you believe the word? Does anybody believe the word? I'm, just, I'm checking before I get into this because I'm not sure. I'll teach you how to exercise your faith this morning. 
Watch. He says, for should I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So he says, have faith in God. And believe. How many know that every time you approach the throne of God and you're asking God for something, how many know you ought to believe it before you even ask him? Amen. If you don't believe it, if you, listen, if you don't believe God's going to give it to you, why are you asking him? So what are you going to say? Uh, God, uh, are you there? I hope you do this. I don't know, God. I heard, but I'm not sure. I think so. I hope so. I don't know, God. Are you there today? I didn't feel you yesterday, God. I'm not sure. How many know that that ain't going to get nowhere with God? Listen to me. He says, believe. Everybody say believe. believe. So whatever you go to the throne of God with, believe before you pray that God's going to give it to you. Believe. Now, watch this. Now, let me, let me carry that point further. Jesus takes it further. He said, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. Now, how many know Jesus is giving instruction here? He's telling us how to pray. He says, now, so therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, everybody say believe. You believe that you receive them, and you will have them. So watch this. Every time I go to the throne of God and I pray, listen, I believe that I already have it. Can I ask you a question? When you go to the throne of God, do you believe that? Let me, let's, let's, let's think about this for a moment. Because, because Jesus is telling us how we need to pray. Now I know some of you are thinking, but what if? But what if what? What if what? What are you talking about? Jesus already said that when you go pray, he said, believe that you have them and you have them. So watch this. So every time I go pray, every time you go pray, you ought to go pray and say, God, I thank you that you have done this. I believe your word. God, I thank you. Because obviously you're not going to ask him anything that violates the integrity of his word because you're Christians. You wouldn't do that, right? You know what the word of God says. You're not going to ask God for stuff you already know that he has forbidden in his word. Can I get an amen? So we're talking about sanctified Christians. So here's the attitude. When I pray, every time I pray, I believe that, like Jesus said, I'm going to, I have it. That's what faith is. All right? And not this, well, what if, what if, what if? Why are you going to what if anything? If you're going to, well, the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So all I know, all I'm saying, when I'm praying, I'm not going to be worried about the what if. I'm not going to be doubting God because I already know that doubt and unbelief ain't going to move God. See, what I do know and what moves God is faith. So every time I get down to my knees, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, just like you said to God, I'm healed. God, just like you say, in the name of Jesus, you're going to take care of me. God, just like you said in your word, God, you will provide. How many know God will provide? Amen. How, many, how many say God is faithful to you? So what? He says, so Jesus says, well, now look, and here's the interesting thing, just in case anybody having any doubt. He says, he says, and whatever thing, everybody say whatever. whatever. Can I ask you a question? What is whatever? Whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> so Jesus said, he said, look, so when you go pray, this is what moves God, right? Prayers of faith. The Bible says, look at it, James 5, 15. Watch this. It says, and the prayer of faith, everybody say faith, faith. not doubt will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he's committed sin, he will be forgiven. So look, if I'm going to pray for healing, I'm going to believe God that they're healed. But pastor, why are you going to do that? Because that's what I do. I'm going to believe God. Listen, if you ask me to pray for you sick, I'm going to believe God that you heal. Why? Because that's the way God, that's what God answers to. He responds to faith. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's, listen, I'm not God. Well, pastor, everything don't always, it ain't got nothing to do with that. He said that when you pray, do this. You don't worry about, listen, God is in control. God is sovereign. Am I right about it? Amen. He is sovereign. But I know that when I pray, I'm going to believe him or keep your mouth what? <laughs> this is how you exercise your faith. You know, if you got trouble in your home, you believe in God for healing. Look, Lord, I thank you that I'm healed. God, I thank you. God, because how many know God? Listen, listen. I thank you, God. You confess it. God, I'm healed in Jesus' name. The prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. When you pray, Jesus said, whatever, whatever, whatever you pray, whatever you pray, he said, believe that you have them and you're what? You have them. 
The prayer of faith. Now watch this. He says in 1 John chapter 5, 14 and 15, let's, you know, uh, uh, he's talking about the will of God. He says, he's talking about asking according to his will. Now this is the confidence. Everybody say confidence. confidence. That we have in him, that if we, everybody's point to yourself, say, that's, that's me. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. That's me right there. He said, so why is it? That's me. That, that, that if we ask anything according to his what? Will, he hears us. And if we know that he what? Hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. Now, watch this, church. So, well, Pastor, I don't, here's the thing. Here's what you hear when people talk about that. Well, I don't always know his will. Can I give you a clue? Can I help you with that? Y'all ready? Listen in. Listen. Everybody listen. Y'all ready? Ask him. Just ask. But when you get up, know and believe. God, look, there's some of you right now. I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't, God, am I supposed to? You better ask God, are you supposed to marry him or her? Come on. You want to ask God, you know, somebody, well, I don't know what job to take. I mean, the scripture, you know, but here's what I do. I just say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Listen, I just say, Lord, if, if, if you don't know his will, you're unsure, say, Lord, just show me what your will is. And I get up off that thing and I say, Lord, I thank you that you have shown me your will. I'm going to walk in faith. God, I believe that I'm going to fall right into, right into the right place where I'm supposed to be. Because whatever I ask him for, I believe. I don't get up. I don't doubt. I believe. Everybody say believe. See, exercising your faith means that you just believe God. Is there anybody in here who want to believe God for anything? But listen, if you can't believe God, say, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Let me tell you something, I don't know ain't going to cut it. Show me the prayer in the Bible with God when they said, Lord, I don't know. Read, read the book of Acts. And let me know if you see any, I don't know prayers. No, every time they pray, Lord, give us boldness. But oh, boldness came. And they believed that after they got up off their knees, we got boldness, and they walked in it. How do you know you just need to walk in it? You ask God for something, walk like you got it. You get up on me, you come up here, and you pray. Get up and act, walk like God has given it to you, because God responds to what? Faith. I know that much. There are a lot of things I can't explain. But I know this. The just shall live by what? Faith. So when I pray, when I talk to God, I'm choosing to believe him. And look, don't get mad at me because I believe God. That's on you. Because you I'm going to believe God. Come on, so, you know, am I right about it? Is it? Let me ask a question to anybody. Is anybody here believing God for something, a miracle? Raise your hand. All right, and look, I want everybody who raised your hand, come step up at this altar. We're going to exercise our faith this morning. Come on, step up to this altar. Now, come on. Now, if you ain't believing God for something, stay where you at. We only want, this is a, look, I, I want just faith. I want faith. Everybody up in here, this is, this is faith right here. We're believing God. We're going to believe God. We're not going to doubt. We're not going to wonder. We're not going to what if. I don't know. No, we ain't doing none of that. We are simply going to believe God. We're going to take him at his word. Jesus said, whatever. He says, whatever you ask when you pray, believe. I mean, no, God just wants somebody to believe him. He wants somebody that will believe him. I believe that some of us have not been able to access what we need because we have no faith to believe. We have no faith. You know, I, I gave this analogy a couple of weeks ago. I said, I, I said that if you were, if you take two people, you know, you got two people and you say, and you, and you say to one person, you say, you know, give, it should be given to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. God will cause men to give into your bosom. And you hear that and you say, oh, God, I think I received that word. I mean, no, she has faith for that word. So the word is going to profit her because it's mixed with faith. That's Hebrews chapter 4. The word don't profit until it gets mixed with faith. But if I come over here and I say, by example, and I say to this brother, and I say the same word, he says, well, I ain't, all he's trying to do, pastors are trying to get my money. He don't, he don't care. He just, then you know what? The word ain't going to profit you because it ain't mixed with what? Faith. The word profit those where it's mixed with faith. 
So faith, listen, it's just simply saying that I'm believing God. I'm going to believe God for healing, for direction. Look, I don't need to come up here and spit on you and slap you down and knock your head up against the floor. You just need to believe God. How many of you want a real move of God? I, I, I mean, I, I'm tired of people getting slain in the spirit and going home still. Come on, somebody. I'm tired of having church and dancing and screaming and go home miserable. I want to live in a perpetual peace. Some of you right now, you just need to pray that God just give you a spirit of peace and you just need to walk in it. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Every time we ask you to lift your hand, it's an act of surrender. Now, I want you right now, everybody in this room, begin to tell God what you believe in him for. Come on, open your mouth. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Tell him right now, with your hands raised, tell him what you want him to do. Come on, tell him what you want him to do. Come on, tell him. Tell him. Just let him know. Tell him. Open your mouths. Open your, it's too quiet in here. Come on, tell him. Tell him. Come on, tell him. Open your mouth. Don't let the devil keep you silent. Come on. Faith, you believe him. You believe. Speak it out. What you believe in God for. That's right. That's right. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him what you believe in him for. Tell him. Tell him. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 That's right. Let him know it. Tell him. Because God says he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Now watch this. Now watch this. Now I want you to repeat after me. Jesus, I thank you that you heard me. I receive and I believe your word. Therefore, on the authority of your word and the risen Christ, I thank you now for the blessing, for the breakthrough, for the victory, for giving me what I ask in Jesus' name. I have it now. I thank you now. I don't wait till later. I celebrate now. Because my faith says I have it now. Now, come on, give Jesus a praise clap.